Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIL. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, Flyer fans, happy Thanksgiving to you. Welcome to the party booth as the Dayton Flyers open up play in the ESPN Events Invitational, knocking off the U, the Miami Hurricanes, in a beatdown, 76-60 here on this Thanksgiving day, 76-60. The Flyers moving on to the winner's portion of the ESPN Events Invitational. I'm John Tisdale, joined as always by former, joined today, I should say, by former Flyer Rex Gardecki. Rex, first off, happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Well, it couldn't have been any better, John. I mean, uh, the play today was 100% better than it's been in the last four games, so let's just keep our fingers crossed. (laughs) I'll tell you, Rex, this really, the, the optics of this program coming into today they were not good. You and John Bedell talked about it. But I, I really got the sense, I thought they were really two critical points of this game. Um, I have this down in my notes. It was tied 13-13 at the under-8 timeout. And then Dayton outscores Miami, um, if my math's correct, 16-4. to And they're yep. leading 29-17. I thought that's really where Dayton took control of this game at least at first. And then I thought the second critical point was Dayton did not start the second half out well. They had a couple turnovers by Elijah Weaver. But I thought, Rex, Weaver hit a couple of big threes going into that timeout, into the under-16 timeout. And when he hit those threes, I'm like, okay, Dayton's okay. And really, that was really the case as uh, as the rest of the second half went on. Yeah, our shooting percentage was so much better than the last three or four games, John. It's From three, we were excellent. From two, when you're shooting almost 60%, for the game from two-point line and almost 50% from threes, it's going to make a, a world of a difference. And, like, again, the turnovers, uh, the pressure bothers down the last four minutes, but the situation we've not seen that yet, and uh, now we'll get ready for Kansas, hopefully. That's right. Dayton will take on the winner of Kansas, North Texas, although uh, it's likely going to be Kansas, but uh, rematch of the Maui Invitational Championship game uh, from two years ago, but certainly uh, certainly things are different from two years ago. But uh, Dayton now is officially, they're going to be playing at either 1 or one thirty, so we know they're playing tomorrow afternoon. But Rex, I'm looking at the bot score, really. I thought Deron Holmes, the second deuce, he, this was, was this, in your opinion, Rex, his best game as a flyer, 15 points? Yeah, this was his coming out game, John. He's he's got so much talent. You know, he's so long when you look at him in person. And uh, you know, I, of course, his weight is something he'll he'll get that as as the time progresses, getting in the weight room. But he's got a ton of potential. But guys coming off the bench today doing a good job. Finn, as I call him, uh, made a couple of big threes. Elijah making the threes. Malachi with no turnovers. That's that's so important. And he is just a such a good floor general. Lynn Greer getting some valuable minutes today that he's not got. So everybody contributed today. Moo came off the bench and, you know, played three or four minutes and does his role. So 
Uh, I think that's good for the team, seeing 10 or 11 players get there. You know, you're, you've got a game coming back in less than 24 hours, so the lake should be fresh with guys not playing, you know, complete 40 minutes. As a former player, Rex, this is this a lot of these programs that are playing these stretches, you know, three games in three days, three games in four days, and that's what the Flyers are going to be doing. Describe what, as a player, what that what you're going through that mentality is as you're as you're playing that many games in in so in such little time frame, three games in four days. Well, I think it's important that you know the players get rest tonight, which they will. I'm sure they'll get a a good meal going back, and then I think it's game plan then come back at it. Uh, as I said again, a lot of the guys didn't have to play 40 minutes. Uh, we showed our depth today with that. Uh, I think it's going to be so important in the next three days because, you know, the kids, some of these kids are still only 18, 19 years old. We keep on forgetting that Malachi was playing high school basketball at this time last year. So the same thing with Iron Holmes. But I think, I think, uh, I think we'll be all right. Uh, we've got enough depth on this team, so it should not bother us coming back and playing three games. And, of course, you are listening to Flyer Feedback. John Tizzo, along with former Flyer Rex Gardecki. We're waiting to hear from Coach Anthony Grant. You'll be speaking with Larry Hanskin to talk about today's win. As He's got some post-game obligations with the ESPN Events Invitational, the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Dayton, of course, moving on to the winner's bracket. will take on either Kansas and North Texas. Of course, we want to hear from you about this game. Give us a call at 937-457-1290, or you can tweet me at John Tisdell about what your thoughts are of today's win. Rex, you mentioned Malachi Smith. This is a guy to me who I thought that instantly this was a guy who played really well and to me was the player of the game. 14 points, six six rebounds, seven assists, but you mentioned the most important stat. He had zero turnovers, but also another stat here, Rex, two steals. Uh, to me, yep. I thought he was really the difference maker in this game, and I really like the fact that Coach Anthony Grant inserted Malachi Smith into the starting lineup in the Austin P game. Yeah, I think he is a, a great competitor. He's got a lot of great breeding in him with his brother, Scucci, who played for us a few years ago. And he doesn't look like a freshman out there. He's built well. He's got long arms. Uh, he, is, he, can, he can guard people. He's a good rebounder. And he doesn't seem to be uh, really worried when people get up and pressure him. So I think uh, the best times are coming for Malachi. He's, he's going to be a tremendous asset to us in the next three to four years. And Rex, you mentioned the minutes. I mean, the most anyone played was not only Malachi Smith at 32 minutes, but also you had uh, Mustafa Amziel who had 30 minutes, and you had Elijah Weaver that played 25 minutes. That's really the difference that I'm really seeing with this team is that there were contributions up and down the lineup. Larry Hanskin talked about it during the broadcast. They're really, when someone came into this game, they made contributions. That, to me, Rex, is the difference with this team that we have not really seen uh, in years past, there are contributions with as many freshmen, many young guys that are playing. They're going to be con- there were contributions in this game from from these guys, and they really stepped it up today. You had R.J. Blakeney that had six points. Lingrier the third, Rex, you alluded to that, four points in ten minutes. Um, his playing times increased, and Kobe Brea had five points. But Zinni MLKG, he didn't score, but he played eight minutes. So j- just to me, the fact that this team has got more depth. Way more depth than I think any I think any flyer than flyer fans maybe have seen in a long time. Yeah, it's it's been a while since we've had this, and this is a this is a type of team that Anthony I think is molding into. He believes in playing eight, nine, ten guys. 
And in today's game, too, with the pressure and going up down the court, you, you've got to have that, especially once we get into the A-10 season, because you can't be playing guys 38, 39, or 40 minutes. That is going to wear on them when it gets to 14, 16 games. So it's good, again, that Malachi only played 32 minutes. We're going to have to have him play that the rest of the season. Now that Lynn Greer's getting a few more minutes, that's going to relieve him. And Elijah Weaver can play the point if we need to. So we're, we're, we're set in that situation. Now we've just got to get the roles done and guys getting the shots that they should be shooting. And I think we did that tonight. We've got good shots. We didn't force anything. And we shot the shots that we should be shooting. And I like also, Rex, that Dayton took 19 three-pointers, only 10 in the second half, because I thought in the Austin P game in the second half, I thought Dayton got a little bit too three-point happy. Now, having said that, I think... Dayton, which played so well, I thought, in the first half of that game, and I haven't had a chance to really talk much about the others. I thought at times this team had gotten a little bit three-point happy, a little bit too much. That was not the case today because they had good shots, and they're making them. Now, I know it's so much easier said than done when that ball is going through the hoop, Rex. You know this is a player and coach. But just when you're seeing that as a player, those shots go down, how much does that help? The, a player's confidence, particularly a, a young players, as they're oh. at least getting their first minutes in uh, as a collegiate. It means everything, John. And as I stressed to John the other night, sometimes getting getting an easy shot, getting to the free throw line, getting a layup or something that builds your confidence. But again, once that shot goes in, it's like anything else. It's like a golfer. You make a couple putts, then you feel confident. And the guys were shooting the shots tonight that I think they've got to shoot. You, uh, we did a great job in transition. You've got to make teams pay when you're when you're when they're trying to press you and things like that. I said earlier, I thought this team's either going to win by 20 or or lose by two of the pressure, and it did bother us a little bit in the last three or four minutes. But that's something that Coach Grant can work on. He's got he's got things that they can do tonight to get ready for this. And a couple of things, Rex, that kind of you mentioned the pressure, but I thought the timeouts. I thought you know using the timeouts. Dayton was out of timeouts. At, by the under eight timeout, that's the thing that was also a little concerning when they used that last timeout. I'm like, oh no, that could be a concern if Miami gets on a run. But really, it was at the 7:20 mark where they used that last timeout. But I thought when Weaver and Blakeney hit those two threes that put Dayton up 65-47, and I think Miami got it. I think as close to 12, it was 70 well, to 58. But I thought. You know, Lynn Greer got a couple of baskets right there, and Dayton was able to put the game away a little bit with a couple of free throws. The distance, Dayton was able to build a bigger lead. That really didn't cost them. But that, but the managing of the timeouts, that's something that also is something I know that's going to be worked on a little bit so they don't lose those timeouts. Uh, so they're not out of timeouts. No, you got to look at those situations. I, you know, it's different college basketball. You've got the TV timeouts and then, situations but again that did bother us down the stretch uh i think it's something we got to work on and correct i think they'll work on that tonight i know there's not much time to get ready for the winner of this next game but you just got to keep the court spread in today's game that's the important part uh you can avoid the congestion you know get the, the shooters in the right spots and there are homes in the middle he's so effective and uh he gets to the free throw line. He's a good free throw shooter, John. So I, I think that's going to be a forte for our team this year. You get to the free throw line, you make your shots, you're going to win more, more than you're going to lose. I thought Dayton's defense in this game, Rex, was really good because when you look at Miami's shooting percentages, they shot 23 of 60 from the field. Now, does is Miami the kind of team that's going to light it up offensively? I'm going to say likelihood no because they had 31 bench points uh, in this game. But I thought even date, but to me, the flyer defense from start to finish was really solid. 
And yeah, you can look at 76 points. You, you know, anyone gets 76 points to me, that's a, you should be able to win that game. But you still got to be able to hold your opponent down. And I thought the Flyer defense, really from start to finish, Rex, to you, Rex, I'll ask this to you. Was this Dayton's best defensive performance of the year? No doubt, John. No doubt. We didn't allow anything inside easy. Nothing to the middle of the court, which I know Coach Grant really believes in. we got to force everything to the sidelines. We cut people off. We, we contested shots. I know Miami did not shoot the ball well, and I think maybe that's got to be attributed to our defense. Malachi is a really good point guard guarding people, and with Dayron in the middle, as long as he is, that's going to make us more effective. And with RJ Blakeney, he's he's more of a defender along the lines. I, I think that's what this will help help this team. And like you maybe said a little earlier before we got on the air, I think maybe it was good this team to get away. Uh, they have so much pressure on them at home. And I know, you know, some people you know were down saying, well, they've lost three games. But, you know, a win today and then a good performance the rest of these next couple of days is going to make a difference in this team. And, and Rex, to me – this is a team that's played in front of 13,000 fans. I mean, I mean, there's no question. When you're off to a 1-3 and three start and you've had those three games at, 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 uh, at home, you've lost those games, uh, how much, how much, how important is it sometimes as a player, as a team, is it to kind of get away from things, go to a neutral place like Orlando and kind of get away, spend some time together away from – the f- away from you know away from the fans and just get away from everything spend time together how important is that time well i think that's gigantic and that's why a lot of teams play these these tournaments before the conference season um i know they've had two good days of practice just listening to larry and josh and i think that's important and i think these kids are going to slowly learn what their roles are uh you know coming into the season malachi was hurt in preseason really he only got about two weeks before the first game Lynn Greer had some injuries along those ways. Jamani coming in, you know, from Georgia. You know, we've got so much inexperience, and the offense will come. I think the defense is, is going to be the key for the team in the next, you know, next part of the schedule. Yeah, no question about it. And let's remember, Zimmy Mokeji just played his first game right. of the year just today. So Dayton hasn't had the full slate of guys on the roster yet. And that, to me, Rex, is that a lot of these guys, guys like MLKG and Weaver and Kobe Brea, who got, who got playing time at the end of the year, and, of course, uh, Mustafa Amziel and uh, Moo got some playing time last year. Not many of these guys did get playing time last year. So no. does it take a while for these new guys to kind of gel together, not just on, on, not just off the court, but on the court as well? Oh, there's, there's no doubt, doubt about that, John. I mean... As John Bedell and I talked the last pregame, uh, last show that, you know, last season was just a crazy season. The only yeah. happy team in the country was Baylor. And we're getting guys that, you know, are yeah. coming out of high school and getting ready to play. So I'm, you know, I'm encouraged. Today's game was one of those. I thought, oh, my gosh, oh, we, we've, we've got to stay in this game. And we controlled the game from tip until the end. And that's what this team has to do. They've got to be the aggressor. And that's what I think Coach Grant will be happy with. Yeah, no question about it. Dayton was the aggressor in this game. And really, if, you know, for 40 minutes, no question that this was Dayton's best effort for 40 minutes. Again, I want to hear from you as we're waiting to hear from Coach Anthony Grant. He'll be speaking to our own Larry Hanskin. Uh, 937-457-1290 is the number. It is John Tisdale and Rex Gardecki taking this all the way till uh, 3 o'clock here on this Thanksgiving day. Um 
and and now Rex Dayton's now looking ahead now, getting ready to possibly play North Texas or Kansas. Although you'd have to say probably it it couldn't likely be Kansas. Uh, looking ahead, uh, if you had a chance to look ahead and see Kansas play this year, I have not. No, I haven't, uh, John. I'm, I'm even just looking at. Of course, Kansas is Kansas, and you've got one of the best coaches in the country. They have the best talent, and they play, you know, they really get up and down the court, and that's something that if they win today that we'll have to control the tempo of the game. Uh, their size will probably bother us. Uh, you know, even when we had the great team three years ago with Obi and that group, the size bothers us. So, you know, Kansas is one of the top five teams in the country, no doubt about that. So we'll have our hands full, but it's a game that I think these kids can even learn more about each other. So that's what I'm encouraged about. I mean, I saw signs today that I had not seen in the last three or four games. So that's what's encouraging. And I think with Malachi sort of taking over the roles of point guard, you got the big guy with Iran in the middle, and then the wing shooters doing stuff. So as I said, you know, two or three games ago, we're just going to have to be patient with this team. And I think we're starting to find what we can do is, is going to be effective. 937-457-1290 is the number as we're waiting to hear from Coach Grant. Mike from Dayton, uh, we're going to go ahead and go to you. Uh, first off, happy Thanksgiving. Happy what are your thoughts on today's game? To you. Hi, Rex. How are you doing? I'm great, Mike. How are you? Pretty good. I think you know me. Yep. Um, one, one game does not make a winning streak. However, there's an old Chinese saying, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Okay, and hey, hey, Mike, and hey, Mike, we're gonna put you on hold, and uh, what we, Coach Grant is standing by, and uh, we're gonna go to him. Uh, we'll go to you right after the break, after we hear from him. We're gonna go right back out to the uh, court and hear from Coach Grant. He's standing by with Larry Hanskin coming up after this here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back here in Orlando where Dayton uh, wins game one of the ESPN Events Invitational, defeating the Miami Hurricanes 76-60 with me, uh, Coach Anthony Grant. And uh, I I tell you what, Coach, uh, your team showed a level of intensity today, maybe second only to practice yesterday. I mean, (laughs) this this has been a hard-working group. Yeah. And the work paid off today. Yeah, like I think we talked about it pregame. You know, basketball is a game of habits. You know, and you got to be able to build the right habits if you want to be able to have success. So uh, it's a great, great to get the win today to reinforce those lessons that our young people have to learn in terms of what it takes to try to be successful in college basketball. So it's a good first step. I think we can build off of this. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we did did some things today that were really good. You know, and there's some things I think we can improve on. So. You know, a tournament like this where you got three games in four days, you know, it's coming fast and furious. So tomorrow we'll have a different a different life of its own that we've got to quickly turn around and get prepared for. Uh, I mentioned right before you got or as you got here, I, I cannot recall seeing a game in which a team went 11 deep, and that's what you did. You played 11 guys in this game. And, and to a man, regardless of what that stat sheet might say, to a man, each one of them made winning plays. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been something that we felt like could be a strength of our team is our depth. You know, I think we have good talent. Now we've got to get that talent to understand their roles, to believe in their roles, and understand that they can thrive and succeed in their roles, and that's going to help our team be successful. So I thought I thought today, you know, as you mentioned, everybody came out, and they tried to do 
what they needed to do to help the team be successful. So when you got, when we can do that and build that on a consistent basis, I think we got a chance to be, become a good team. And, and and even some guys, whatever you want to call it, a mini slump or some rough starts. I mean, you, you, I saw some things today. For example, Mustafa Amsil, you know, had a, a, even a tough start to this game, but didn't hang his head and kept yeah. making plays. Yeah, and that's what we ask him to do. You know, in terms of in terms of understanding. The, the priority, if, if you focus on what's most important, right, helping your teammates go out and try to win a basketball, helping your teammates be successful, take the emphasis off of you as an individual, right, and, and make it about how you can help the team. You know, I think that's a that's a winning strategy. And uh, when you got a bunch of young guys that are new to that are new to college basketball, new to each other, sometimes that's not easy to do. You know, and they have to learn how to do that. You know, because probably most of their careers has been about them. You know, but I think when you can make it about others and make it about your team and, and doing those type of things, it makes it makes it easier. You, you played a lot of guys, so maybe so you've got some fresher legs uh, to go at it uh, in 24 hours. But yeah. there's nothing I think that helps preparation for a quick turnaround than winning. No question, no question. The guys are uh, we're excited to be able to get the win. We're excited to see what what comes next for us. We'll watch this game and. Get prepared for tomorrow. All right, Coach, we'll let you go. Appreciate it. All right, uh, that's going to wrap things up here. And again, tomorrow, anticipating a, a tip-off at 1, 1.30 thereabouts. Uh, we'll have uh, complete details, uh, so we'll have that for you between now and then. And uh, looking forward to Dayton against either Kansas or North Texas State. That wraps things up here. On behalf of Josh Pastorino, I'm Larry Hanskin. Again, our final was Dayton 76, Miami 60. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, welcome back to this Thanksgiving Day edition of Flyer Feedback here on the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. John Tisdale along with former Flyer Rex Gardecki as we are celebrating a 76-60 Dayton Flyers win in the ESPN Events Invitational. Dayton moving on to the winner's side bracket of the tournament as they will play the winner of Kansas and North Texas. That game is just underway. And of course, Dayton will find out who they will play later this afternoon. But uh, Rex, bottom line about this one, as I go back to you, uh, you heard from Coach Grant just a moment ago. Um, You know, this, he kind of talked about, you know, this was talking about the team's depth, um, the tempo being about fast and furious and was excited for the guys win. Uh, 
He almost echoed a lot about what we were talking about right then and there, as uh, Dayton really was in control of this game, and this was a very impressive win for the Flyers. Yeah, anytime you go on the road, you play an ACC team, it's going to be very, very hard to win. And uh, I think exactly what Coach Grant said, what they've been working on is they're going to have to continue to harp on that. Again, you're playing a lot of young kids that have not played in this style. So I think they're starting to understand the concepts of the offense. A lot of the reads is coming off the pick and roll. So as long as you keep the court spread, uh, you look for the big guy inside, we'll be all right. And I think our defensive pressure today was what it's going to have to be to to have a winning season. So uh, a lot of encouraging signs today that weren't there the last three games. So it's going to make dinner a heck of a lot easier tonight, John, to be to be gullible, to be ready to, ready to go tomorrow. And it's going to make that turkey feet taste really good, I think, at, uh, at both our uh, dinner tables coming up in a little bit later on. Uh, 937-457-1290. Mike from Dayton still hanging on. Mike, thanks for your patience. Uh, you had a question for Rex. Yes. Uh, uh, first of all, again, happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Thank you. And... Um, Rex, this, as I said, this could be a huge confidence builder. You guys had a huge confidence builder in 71 when you upset Western Kentucky, didn't you? Hello? Rex, you there? Okay, well, we'll get Rex back up in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, uh, I believe that they did. So, uh, Mike, what else you wanted to talk about uh, today's game? We'll get Rex back up in just a minute. Well, I wanted to ask him if uh... – this was a, a, what could have been, I think, the college basketball game of the century if everything had fell into place. Unfortunately, it didn't. And that is... Um... I think we lost... I think we lost uh, Mike right there. So uh, 937-457-1290 is the number. But uh, as uh, the Flyers take care of business, 76-60. to 60, uh, Hearing some noise in the background, we'll get that correct in just a moment. But uh, just going through some of the stats here of this uh, game, as the Flyers again win this one, Deron Holmes the second deuces uh, you heard Larry talk about. 15 points, a uh, really solid game on the inside uh, with uh, three rebounds as he played 32 minutes. Malachi Smith, I'll tell you, uh, really glad he's in the starting lineup. Seven assists, also 14.6 rebounds. Most important stat, zero, as in zero turnovers in this game. Elijah Weaver, 14 points, including four second-half three-pointers. One concerning stat a little bit that a little bit, Rex and I talked about this a little bit. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Six turnovers, and yes, I know that uh, they were playing some backcourt pressure, and that kind of had a lot to do with it because the Hurricanes were down, uh, with the uh, being down so much, that they had six turnovers, at least Weaver did. And then Mustafa Amzdia was in the backcourt handling that pressure. He had four turnovers, but he had a good 11 points. I know Coach Grant was speaking highly of him as well as he's played, and uh, we got Rex back on the air. Uh, Rex, we lost Mike right there, but um, let's discuss a little bit about Weaver and Amziel because, you know, Coach Grant talked about Mustafa, how he was, he, he Larry kind of alluded to that Mustafa started out the game a little bit slowly, but he wasn't down on himself. And, you know, he had a couple of big threes, I thought, in the first half. I thought that was kind of big for him because he's kind of, he's kind of been slow to start the season, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has. Uh, he's, He's sort of a, he reminds me of an uh, old style type of player. Uh, he is not the quickest of foot, but he understands his roles and how to get certain shots. Uh, I don't particularly want him handling the ball in pressing situations, but overall, uh, he did what he was supposed to do today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we talked about Elijah Weaver a little bit. Uh, yeah, he, he hit those four threes, but um, 
the, the concern a little bit for me, uh, Rex, was a little bit those six turnovers right there. I, was that pretty much, I didn't get a chance to watch the game on TV because I was listening to Larry and Josh, but was that kind of due Rex to the backcourt pressure? I think so. I think he got two or three uh, in the last two or three minutes when they really extended their pressure. So that's something to be concerned about. You can't have your two guard getting that many turnovers. And I think a lot of it was just, just uh, he wasn't ready to see that pressure and it came up upon him. So they'll look at that film tonight and be able to break that situation down. And as I said, he's going to have to have the ball in his hands sometime. Absolutely. Especially if Malachi is on the bench, whether being in foul trouble or having to get a blow, which is the case. You talked a lot, Rex, about Lynn Greer third, and his playing time has increased. You know, the Austin P game, and he played 10 minutes. Uh, that's another guy. And the thing I liked about, and Larry talked about this a little bit during the broadcast, he was a guy that's like, I wanted to get fouled after he made a layup and got fouled because of the backcourt pressure. And then he, of course, made the two free throws. That is he another guy, Rex, that you're really looking forward to seeing as the uh, season goes on? Yeah, I think he's got a ton of potential. Uh, and his father was a tremendous player. It runs in his yes, family. He, uh, he played at a high level at IMG last year. They're playing the best teams in the country. So he has seen these type of kids, and I don't think this pressure is going to bother him. And as you said, he, he wants to get to the free throw line. He has a, he has a ton of confidence in himself. You know, I had a chance to watch his father when I was a student at UD, his father, Lynn. I'll tell you what, Lynn was about one of the coolest customers I've ever seen play the game. Yeah. And, of course, uh, and he's got basketball in his blood because his, his grandfather was the way Hal Greer, and Hal Greer was a heck of a player for the 76 or so. Well, you know, it, it's funny, John, you, you say that because when I met Lynn uh, earlier in the season, I said something to him. His, it wasn't his grandfather, Hal Greer. I thought it was, too. And, oh, was uh, it? It's, it's it's not it's not it's not his grandfather. It's a relation, but it's uh, that's the first that's thing right. he says. Well, he says Rex. He said I've had probably a hundred people remind me and say <laughs> your grandfather was this good. So yeah, I was one of those that made that mistake too. Okay, well I appreciate yeah, the correction. Dad, his, so his dad his dad caused a lot of fits for us when his dad was at Temple. So <laughs> you know, hopefully, and being a freshman too, I was encouraged by the minutes that he got tonight. Uh, I think I think as the season goes on, he's going to earn more and more minutes. Yeah, again, his dad was just a terrific player. Let's try this one more time, Mike from Dayton. All right, oh. we're going to try one more time. Third time the charm. I hope so. <laughs> go ahead. Gremlins, those damn gremlins, huh? That's <laughs> yeah, the turkey leftovers. There I mean, that's go. what it is. Uh, Rex, All right, go a, ahead, Rex. Go ahead. I got a question I want to ask you. This is from your era, 1972. Do you remember the game between Marquette and Kentucky uh, uh, when Meminger got injured and that was allowed, well, allowed Kentucky to win? Yep, I remember that game. Okay. I remember. Now, now it, unfortunately, these things did not fall into place. But uh, how did Jim Jones jump? Didn't he jump early to the NBA that year? I, I think he did, Mike, uh, if uh, my recollections, if I can remember that far back. But I, I think that he did. Well, And he wasn't he a junior or a senior? I think yeah. he was a junior, wasn't he? I think he was. Okay. I think he was. Okay. Now, this is this is what I want to ask you, because this is a game that I think college basketball fans then and now were deprived of. If Jones had stayed with Marquette, if Meminger had not gotten injured, you know as well as I do, UCLA and Marquette were on a collision course, right? Yes. Yep. I've got the bracket in a book about the NCAA tournament, and they were if they had won all their games, they would have met for the national championship. How do you see that game going? Gosh. You know, it, there were so many 
good players on both those teams, Mike, that it's hard to say. Um, it's hard to go against UCLA. Well, know, let me say how I think it would have went. Had. I think, well, uh, first of all, Johnny Wooden would not have found just an ordinary coach sitting across down the, uh, uh, the court from him. Al McGuire was, you know, a legend in his own right. Yeah. And <clears throat> as one uh, sports caster said in, uh, uh, several uh, years ago, McGuire might even have taught Wooden a few things. But I think the guards of both teams would, were even. I think the forwards on both teams were even. You're right, they were both great. It would have come down to the two centers. And I think Jim Jones, at that stage of Walton's career, would have had a little too much savvy for Walton, a little too much finesse, and a little too much power. Because Jones possessed all those. And I think he would have taken it to Walton, lured him into traps, baited him, maybe even gotten him in foul trouble. And I, I, I see an overtime game, possibly multiple overtime games, with Marquette finally prevailing. Well, Mike, you uh, you should go on the broadcasting circuit. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Mike, thanks for the call. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good day. Bill Walton, uh, we were playing UCLA on New Year's Eve, and Bill Walton, yeah. back then, you had a freshman schedule. And I looked up the top of the bank board above the square, and there was like two or three handprints. I thought, that had to be somebody cleaning the rim. And they came out to play the next night, the freshman team, and it was Bill Walton. So, I mean, that <laughs> speaks for itself with Bill Walton. <laughs> All right, nine three seven four five seven twelve ninety. As uh, we're taking this all the way to three o'clock, as the Dayton Flyers defeat the Miami Hurricanes in the first round of in the first game of the ESPN Events Invitational, seventy six to sixty. Dayton, of course, will take on the winner of Kansas and North Texas tomorrow. Uh, game time start about one one thirty. Uh, we'll of course have more on that coming up as the uh, rest of the uh, day goes along. Uh, you want to tune in for updates to certainly not only on whi.com but also on our home of the Flyers. Facebook page. By the way, if you have not, make sure you like like it, visit it, and uh, give it a like as we'll have your complete Dayton Flyer news, uh, not only throughout the season, but of course for other UD sports as well. Rex, let's go ahead and get back to this game. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm going to go back to the two points we talked about before we heard from Coach Grant. I thought the game was tied at 13-13, but I thought really the big the first really moment came when Dayton went on that big run, that 16-4 run uh, out of the timeout because I thought both teams were sluggish to start, but I, I thought UD forced four turnovers that kind of to help get things going. And then Blakeney hits a three that puts him up 16-3. to And then you had the back-to-back layouts by Malachi Smith that put uh, them up 20-13 to uh, That and then forced Miami to call a timeout. I thought really that stretch of the game, Rex, really was really the point where Dayton took control, really took control of that basketball game today. I, I agree, John. I think the defensive pressure that we applied, there was quite a few uh, almost shot clock violations in that ser- series that you were talking about. They ended up yeah. taking some shots that were not good shots, but before you knew it, it was, they were down to four or three seconds on the clock. So I think I think the defensive led into the offense, and that's going to continue to do uh, if you're a good team, you're a good, solid defensive team, and that takes you into the offense. And that's what that's what I think today's play was. What I was encouraged about that is looking, you know, having three or four guys in double figures. This reminds me of the team three years ago with the OB getting, you know, 16 or 18, Jalen getting his 12 or 14, Ryan and Trey getting some of those. So I think we've got enough depth as we talked about, and I don't need to keep on saying that, but I think right. that's going to be the important part when we continue, you know, play these games so so close and everything we've got you know we've got two more games in the next three days and come back and 
play at the arena Wednesday night and Saturday. So we've got to have a depth and we've got to be more effective in our, our defense. No question about that. And that, to me, was so key, Rex, in that season of dreams was, yes, we talk about the offense with Obi and Jalen from two years ago. And, of course, Mike So and Landers, those were just two unsung heroes from that basketball team from the season of dreams. But defensively, Rex, that's really were that team because it was really so good because they were able, they forced, I think, almost in every game that season, two years ago, a shot clock violation, and they forced at least a couple of shot clock violations today. It just goes back. I mean, how many times have we heard in years past, Rex, Coach Grant talking about defense, 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 because you can put 76 points on the board today, put 81 points on the board against Austin P. But the other team, like the governor scores 87 points, you're not going to win. Today, They put Miami got 60 points. And I know Miami and Austin P. those are two different teams. But when your defense is playing like it did today, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. And that's just what the bottom line was today. Yeah, I think our pressure was so much better today than it's been in the last three or four games. And that's what we're going to have to put our hat on to with that with the next couple, couple games. Uh, I think – Getting back to Malachi, he can guard the point. And I think with Deron in the middle, that's going to clog that situation up defensively. Anything but anything goes in there. He's he's so long, he's going to block shots. And I think R.J. Blakeney is sort of another one of those defenders that can guard a two, three, or four. And then we've got guys coming off the bench and can do the, play their roles. So Elijah Weaver today was, I think, his best game, even though he had the six turnovers. He shot the ball right. extremely well. He was confident. And we took the ball to the basket today. I think when you get more free throw shots than the other team, you're going to win 90% of the time. Yeah, exactly. Dayton, of course, went to the line 16 times. Miami went to the line 12 times. And, of course, when, and of course it helps when Dayton is making 59% of their shots, 27 of 46 for the game. How about this, Rex? 13 of 20 in the second half, including seven three-pointers, seven of 10 from beyond the arc. But it just also goes on the defensive side, Rex. Miami should Miami they shot better in the second half, fourteen of thirty, but uh, still twenty three of 30, sixty for the whole game at thirty eight percent. But just all in all, uh, for anybody to say, uh, there's no question that this was Dayton's best forty minutes of basketball of the season thus far. No, no doubt about that. So we'll just uh, get back at it again tonight. Uh, get some relaxation. I know, uh, you know. Florida weather is going to be nice. The players want to get a little free time, but they're going to be back at it in less than 24 hours. So it's how it's all business tonight and all business, you know, they're going to have a day off, I think, uh, Saturday. So I'm just, uh, I'm so encouraged. I worried about this game for the last 72 hours thinking, are we going in there and lay an egg, which we did not. So I'm, I'm confident. I feel very good. Things are starting to turn around. Uh, no one thought that this was going to be an easy situation. I mean, we have all these freshmen guys have not played that much, and people keep on saying, you know, well, they're this and that, but they're still freshmen. So I'm I'm encouraged. Uh, we'll find out in another 24 hours, you know, how much we learned off of this game. But I think I think it was a, hopefully a building block for us. Absolutely, and also uh, they had great support today. The Flyer faithful oh. came out in full mass because you could barely Rex hear the uh, the Miami crowd. Uh, in the background, but you could really hear the Flyer faithful. They were out in full force today at uh, the ESPN Events Invitational, the ESPN Wide World of Sports Facility. 
Well, we'll pick up on that when uh, when we get back as the Dayton Flyers knock off the Miami Hurricanes by a score of 76-60. John Tisdale and Rex Gardecki on this, the Thanksgiving Day edition of Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of this one. When we come back, Dayton a winner again, 76-60 over Miami. More to come here on All the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans. Uh, We are wrapping up this edition of Flyer Feedback as uh, the Flyers take care of business and beat the Miami Hurricanes, the U, by a score of 76-60 in the first game of the ESPN Events Invitational at the ESPN Wide World of Sports in Orlando, Florida. John Tisdale, along with former Flyer Rex Gardecki. And uh, Rex, we've talked about this um, throughout the uh, uh, broadcast here as uh, the Flyers uh, get their second win of the season. This was a team that needed it because you know, we talked about this, and I know you and John Bedell talked about this on Feedback, really, the last two shows. They came into this tournament in need of a win. To say the optics of this program, Brex, was bad would be an understatement. Given the 1-3 and three start, they had lost three straight home games that were essentially by games, and they trailed a halftime in three of those games. And really, they came out today, Rex, and this was without question, and we've talked about this, this was without question their best 40 minutes. And what does a game like this do to... Uh, to I'm not going to say restore confidence, but kind of you know get some extra oomph, some extra energy to not just the not just the team, but also to the fan base after a performance like this. Well, I think the, the psyche is it's just so unbelievable important for some of these young kids. As I said, three of these two or three of these kids were playing high school basketball last year, and then you go into major conference basketball, and it makes it really really hard. But uh, I think we were the offensive team today from the beginning of the game to the end we were the ones that were throwing the first punches and getting to the basket getting to the free throw line and that opened it up the outside shot so that's what i feel most most proud about today that the way we played and how hard we played yeah there's no question about it uh 937-457-1290 is the number mark from xenia joins us on flyer feedback hi mark happy thanksgiving and uh, what's your question for rex hey rex uh, do you think Dane should just mix it up the next game, I try to live on the three. Just go inside in. If they got the three, shoot it. Well, I, I think, Mark, this is, you know, I'm just predicting that probably Kansas will score. Uh, we won't be able to get the easy shots, I think, t- tomorrow that we got today. But Kansas sometimes notoriously gives up a lot of points. So uh, that will be interesting to see how they, how they play us. Um, I don't know if they've got as much depth as we've got. So that'll be the key. Uh, I don't want to see us getting three-point happy again. I think we've got to be able to go inside out, and we'll see how effective that is. Mark, thanks for the call. We sure do appreciate that. As, uh, again, Dayton will take on the winner of Kansas and North Texas. Uh, updated score, about nine and a half minutes left to go in the first half of that one. Kansas leading North Texas 22-14. to 14. Again, Dayton will take on the winner of that game. Tip-off for that one going to be between 1 and 1.30. We'll, of course, have updates on that throughout the rest of the afternoon here on WHIO. Of course, you can get updates on that on our website, whio.com, and also 
also on our Home of the Flyers Facebook page. Uh, Rex, when I go ahead and one of the things that I really liked that Coach Grant did was he mixed up the defenses, you know, ended that game with the zone. What did yep. you think of that move as uh, Miami was trying to get back in that game and forcing the Hurricanes to kind of take those outside shots? Well, I think that you, when you go into the zone, and they have been working on that in practice, I know, that cuts off the driving lanes. So that way eliminates guys getting to the basket, making these easy shots. So I think, you know, I'm sure the assistant coaches looked at Coach Grant and said, look what this team is shooting from three. Let's let them continue to do that. So uh, I know they, they've been working on it. Uh, you know, when you get behind in games, it's hard to play zone. So uh, I think today with, with getting on the lead and doing that, I think that will help in the next part of our season because it keeps going. You know, you just keep on having game after game after game. So it just gives them another team to worry about, you know, how we're going to guard them. And I also, and, and what about also this backcourt pressure, Rex, that Dayton's been doing really? I think we really saw this in the Austin P game, but it feels like this is starting to get back to what Coach Grant did in the v, when he was at VCU, kind of those old Havoc games, that Ch- yeah. the, the Havoc style that Chaka Smart, of course, did quite a bit. What do you think of that kind of style that we've seen from the Flyers, really, not just this game, but also that they were trying to do against the Governors in, on Saturday's game? Well, I think this team, you know, you've you've got more depth than we've had in the last two or three years, especially last last year. So um, I think the kids like this pace. The kids like to play this style. Uh, a lot of them have played this in high school. So I think it just fits into what Coach Grant has believed in over the last really 15 or 20 years. So I know I know pressure bothers teams. It bothered us, you know, the last three minutes. So. I think he'll continue to do that. It's not something I think we can live on. I think we've got to be solid half-court defense. But but today was an encouraging sign that, you know, we didn't let guys fly by us and get Yeah, no question about that. And uh, the Dayton Flyers will look to uh, make it two in a row coming up tomorrow as they will take on the winner of North Texas and Kansas. Kansas winning that one by a score of 23-14, about a little bit over 848, right at the 848-minute mark of the first half. It's now 25-14, Jayhawks with the lead. That's going to do it for us on this edition of Flyer Feedback. Rex, thanks very much. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Uh, And we wish you a happy Thanksgiving, Flyer fans. Thanks for tuning in to uh, this edition of Flyer Feedback. Dayton a winner today, 76-60. For Rex Gardecki, our producer Jake Magnata, I'm John Tisdell. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving and go Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.